0: Om vakratunda mahakaya surya koti Samaprabha, nirvegnam gurume deva sarvakareshu sarvada shri Ganesha namaha shri maha namaha om namo bhagavate shri swami narayana namaha om namo bhagavate vasudevaya shri radha Krishna namaha om namah shivaya shri uma maheshwaraya namaha sarva mangala mangalade shive sarvartha sadike sharan netrambike om om shri guru stotram akhanda vyaptam yena characharam tatpadam darshitam yena shri gurave namaha agnan timirandasya gnana chalakaya Shakshurum Militam yen at Shri smash ree good away, Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Gurudeva Maheshwara Gurudeva Param Brahmat the smash Stavaram Jangabam Vyaptam Yet kinchit Tatpadam Darshitam yen at the smash Chaitanya Shashwatam Shanta Vioma tita Niranjana Nada Bindu Kalatita The smash ree Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha. Welcome to Daily Satsang. We are continuing our exposition and contemplation on what is the Atma. The Atma, the soul, the spirit, as that has been talked about in the great scriptures of the Sanatana Dharma and throughout the world. So that's the general context. Along those lines, we are looking at particularly the scripture known as Pratyabhigna Ridayam. And we have been going into... The glory of these statements written uh, in each of those verses. Uh, so, we're continuing from there, from yesterday. So, the point that was being made yesterday that the absolute chitti, that is the divine energy, the divine flowing power of God, is the cause when the universe is in the process of being perfected, meaning what that it is. Becomes the cause of the universe in the process of perfecting the universe. So it is dynamic, infinite power that is Mahashakti or Chidrupini Shakti that is present actually within us all the time and it is in the process of perfecting the universe. It is in the process of evolving the universe. So a connection with regards to this in Vachanamrud. Swami Swaminarayan, he has mentioned something very interesting in Vachanamrut, Garada number 12, Pratham 12, that our Chitta, the the actual subconscious or the storehouse of memories, and the Mahat Tattva, the great tattva from which the infinite universes are created, are one. So this is a fascinating point, that the internal mental... World that we have that has been given to us or that we live in the soul lives in that is one with the cosmic infinite universes now that to realize that oneness, this notion of perfection becomes paramount. See, each of us is in an evolving process to become or to move into a state of a perfected being. A perfected being is called a Siddha, S-I-D-D-H-A. This is one understanding of this word Siddha. Another way to put it in terms of a more evolved understanding, because sometimes Siddhas are considered those who have reached some Siddhis, they have spiritual powers, those kinds of things. So beyond that is the state of, the realization of the Atma. The Atma is not just an idea, it is the me, it is the actual me beyond the mind. This is the discovery of the sages. So to reach that stage of the absolute me beyond the flux of the mind, the perfection process is possible in the human body, through the human body. Through the human avatar, Manusha avatar. In uh, Swaminarayan Sampradaya, there was a great poetic saint named Devanan Swami. And he had stated in Gujarati language, Manasano avatar mongo nai male fari. What does it mean? It means that this avatar in the human form, meaning that the human body that has been obtained, is very, very costly. Very, very rare. Durlabam, as Shankaracharya would say. It is so special, so rare, that we have the most extraordinary opportunity to reach a state of perfection by retuning and readjusting the mental, emotional, and the physical body aspects. By retuning them into the frequency of the Brahman, the Akshara Brahman, the Shiva, as per Shaiva Tantra, as per Bhagavad Gita, retuning to that frequency, Yomam Pashyati Sarvatra, seeing God everywhere, retuning as per the Upanishad, Ishava Semidam Sarvam. That retuning is living liberation. To retune the eyes, To anoint them so that the eyes can perceive the presence of God everywhere. To retune the ears so that the ears do not get drawn into the vortex of ignorance due to one's own ignorance. To retune the ears in such a way that they become very much enlivened and engrossed by divine thoughts, divine contemplation, divine listening. There is an incident in the Srimad Bhagavatam of, the, of a king named Prithu, Prithu Raja. Prithu means comes from Pruthvi, the king of the world. So at that time they had these Chakravarti Rajas, they were king of the whole world. So uh, he had prayed to Bhagavan Vishnu to give him 1,000 years. Now obviously the person is not going to have 1,000 years, but 1,000 years means to continuously listen to the glories of the Lord with tremendous love. He was that type of a devotee who had evolved into that type of devotion. Most human beings listening is around these worldly experiences that is mostly generating tremendous pain, suffering within the experience of the individual. That is the poisonous aspect that we had talked about yesterday. In Gujarati language we can say Sansar nu you know, or in other languages it is described, the poison within the experiences of the sansara. It's not that the sansara is poisonous as such. It is, it is our lack of realizing how to live mindfully, clearly, productively, intensely, energetically in relation to the sansara. If human beings learn that technology of how to do that, there will not be any problems with anybody. Humanity would live live peacefully with nature, with each other. But we don't know that. We don't know how to do that. That is why the sages come again and again. The great souls come again and again to show this path of how to live this life, utilize the body in the best possible way, and have a beautiful Interconnected, interdependent, and at the same time self-liberated state. Now, the sansar, from another point of view, is an expression of Mahamaya, where it is a flux, and it is where it is a place where people have come are, and are coming. The jivas are coming to work out their karmas, their agnyan. In Gunatitanand Swamini Vato, it is described this way. He said that. Swamiji so, said that if this knowledge and realization of the Atman and Paramatma was already there, why anybody will have to take this body? You would not have to take this body at all. But this body has come because full realization is not there. The exception to that are the incarnations of God who take a human form and the great liberated beings who deliberately come to take a human form. Those are the exceptions. Other than those two exceptions... Everyone comes because of causal body. Karana Sharira. So the first sutra in the Prattibignaridayam is mentioning that the universe is in the process of being perfected. This is quite a statement. You know, so means what? That all experiences, and this is from the Shaiva point of view, but I'll connect it in other perspectives here. That the universe is being perfected means as much as when that the state from Sadashiva all the way to the earth, the Sadashiva can be considered to be the Mool Purush or the Akshar Purush or something. There's different ways in different places this is all described. So, that whole Utpatti, Utpatti meaning the creative process. The emergence, as we mentioned last time, from Sadashiv. Shiv, Sada means always existing, that which is the Akshara Brahma, really, which is existing always, that which is existing always, is present always, and the evolution all the way down to the earth, where our experiences, there is a process of perfection that is in play. So, when the universe thus shining forth, which, beco- which really is to become existent, as well as when being reabsorbed, which really is quiescence, quiescence, Q-U-I-E-S-C-E-N-C-E, of the parmatra, is called P-A-R-M-A-A-T-R, Parmatra. The Chitti is the cause. Now, I'm, I'll explain this sentence. This is a difficult thing to understand right away. We'll go to, through it slowly. So first of all, there is the infinite substratum that is Akshara Brahma in the Shaiva tradition that is called Sadashiv. So f- when the creation through Prakriti begins, The universe begins to shine forth. See, the word shining is used. And I'll have to go through the Sanskrit language at some other time in much more detail. But the word Prakash, see, Prakashena Stityatmani. Prakashena Stityatmani. That's the actual words. So the word Prakash is always there. This should be our focus. Our focus needs to be on the light. The light of all lights, the light that is enlivening everything, the light that is shining in the universe, that Divya Prakash is within the Buddhi. Our Buddhi, our mind, our emotions, our bhavana, everything can resonate with Divya Prakash or it can resonate as it is now within the flux and the um, three gunas of Maya: Satvagun, Rajagun, Tamugun. If it is in resonance with Divya Prakasha, Nastityatmani. If it is in resonance with the Prakasha, it is a great state of Ananda. It is a state where existence is a creative aspect of great joy. Isn't it true in our lives? When we create anything, if we create something with offering to God in that creative process There is energy flowing through there, and that energy is utilized for the benefit of the world, for oneself. And in such a flow, there is tremendous joy. Similarly, or this is actually just a little piece of the cosmic creation that is occurring, that is shining forth, which becomes existence. The existence meaning suchness. Suchness means isness, that it does exist. There is existence and that has great metaphysical significance. Metaphysical significance because if there was no expression of the Sadashiv and Mahamaya into the world, then there would be no experience for the jivatma, As I mentioned many, many times, the experience is necessary to evolve into the Atma. The Atma is, is in the form of a Jiva with the causal body in Mahamaya from time immemorial, Anadhikaal. So all of this expo- exposition that is going on is actually just the beginnings of the Exposition on Garada Pratham number seven, Vachanamrut. We could spend millions of lifetimes on that one Vachanamrut and it would not be enough because it has the most extraordinary transcendental ideas. I'm just opening them carefully and slowly. So the Jivatma is continuously going through life and birth, life and death, life and death. In Vachanamrut, Bhagwan Swaminarayan mentioned that so many lives have gone where so many bodies have been obtained in such a way that all kinds of bhoga has been experienced, all kinds of material-based enjoyment. In all species, the jiva has gone through that. Still, the jiva has not realized what it is. It is always thinking that it is the body that it is with, that the body it is. that's the me. Well, again, from a non-dual perspective, Shaiva uh, point of view, or Kashmiri Shaivism, as it is called, that is a contracted state. And this word is very much applicable because the Jivatma is a contraction from its original state of the Atma. The Atma atma is not something (coughs) which is actually ever within ignorance. You know, so the Atma is not an ignorance, but it somehow seems to be in seems to be experiencing this life and death, which is our experience here. We experience our names, our forms, our memories. It it is an experience for the Atma, but that experience in the form of a jiva, in the Anuvaya Swarupa, is necessary as a stepping stone through the human body. To finally realize that I am the Atma, idam aham, I am this and I am that. That the this and that. Idam means this, aham means this. Who am I? So the realization of the self as the Atma, that this is me. This is actually who I am, I and mean, I'm. I have always been that. I am that, and I always, I always will be that because the Atma Tatva is Sanatana. Sanatana means that it is eternally existing, uncreated, indestructible. Nainam chindanti shastraani, nainam dahati pavakaha, Bhagavad Gita. That nothing can cut it, nothing can pierce it, nothing can distort it. It is the indestructible essence of who we are. Avinashitu tad yena sarva tatam. So that avinashi means that which is constantly remaining. But to realize that, that that is who I am, this requires reflection, meditation, and guru krupa. Guru Gurur-Sakshat-Param-Brahma, this is what we are looking at. That the Brahma Tattva, the Akshara Tattva, the Guru actually manifested, whether it is in the form of Dakshinamurti Adi Shankaracharya Ji, Vallabhacharya Ji, Jesus Christ, Guru Nanak, Bhagwan Swaminarayan, any Guru, Bhagwan Sri Krishna, Krishna Vande, Param Guru, any Guru, all Gurus that have ever come are actually inside of us in the form of Shuddha Vichara Vedras. Very clear. Bhagavan Swaminarayan is very clear that, that the Akshara Brahma, the Atma and and your divine thought, meaning divine thought, emotion, memory, desire, energy, the five, they have reached divinity, divine function that is called Shuddha Vichar, which we don't have generally, we have Ashuddha Vichar. But when we have Shuddha Vichar, Vichar meaning our our internal soliloquy, as J. Krishnamurti would say, that is the vichar. That is the internal fountain of thoughts, as in Vartal number four, Vachanamruth. Fuaranu nu Vachanamruth. It's called that the, that. the antakaran is like a fountain. Innumerable thoughts are coming from this great force. Well, a fountain cannot exist unless the unless water is being pressured and forced in a particular direction, and then it and then it comes out as a fountain. That requires energy like a pump or something, it requires some way to push the water. Similarly, our antakarana cannot function without the energy within the antakarana that is being pushed by God through the Karan shari within the Atma to give us the experience of the outside and the inside world. So that energy, that is the Chit Shakti Rupini that is the searing capacity as we have looked at already in the introduction written by Jaidev Singh, that chitrupini Shakti is present all the time in every experience. And that Chitti, it is called Chitti, C-I-T-I. Chitti meaning it's a dynamic flow of the Parmeshwari. That is called Chitti. And that dynamism gives us multitude of experiences. That is why that chitti is identical with the highest shakti and is exalted as the absolute consists, and consists of the highest reason and is not distinct from shiva Shiva bhattakara. Means the cause is that which effects. It is called shiva bhattakara. What does that mean? That the cause and the effect are one. And that great power, that is the infinite power from where this came about, is one with, with with the power inside of each of us. When we recognize that this power is within us, we are able to, through bhakti, develop what is called ishtabal i want to go back to vachanamrutam on this point in vachanamrutam there is this extraordinary statement that each human being has this great power to connect with god as ishta devata ishta means that which we are most attracted to that form of god that attraction towards that form of God, and then the relying on God on the fe- at the fe- and pl- placing oneself at the feet of God continuously and completely, that develops what is called ishta. means power, energy, force. That word bar that is used in number, this entire series that we're looking at right now with regards to Shakti. In terms of the creative power is an exposition, another way to look at that. Because we have tremendous power, but we do not know what it is. We are abusing it, misusing it, hurting others, hurting ourselves because of our own ahankar. That egotistical function is the cause of great damage to the energy that has been given and it takes us away from that state of perfection, siddhadasha That state of Brahmastiti. If we want that, then this satsang that we are looking at through these scriptures, by the grace of God and all the sages, is for those people. If we do not want that, as Sri Krishna Bhagwan said, the jiva can stay within maya for millions of lifetimes. There's, there's, God is not going to force anybody to come out of maya. There's no force, nothing like that. There is the possibility of realizing the limitations of running after the ego-driven experiences. The ego-driven experiences invariably damage energy and damaging one's internal chit-shakti is what creates the degradation of experience and then that causes transmigration into millions of lower life forms so this point is written in Amrut by Bhagwan Swami Narayan also very clearly he has said that there are five big doshas kama, krodha, lobha Sneha, swada, all of these people are running after them. It's not the it's not the denial of the experience. It's just running only after that. Then that will cause damage to the energy because great energy is used in running after these things. And when energy is damaged, the the jiva, the atma-tattva has lost its potency to evolve further beyond the Sahasrara Chakra. So what happens? It goes below the Muladhara Chakra, the jiva, The Shakti goes below Muladhara Chakra and it opens the doorway into all the lower life forms. Ants and bugs and frogs and trees and all these things that we see. That is a further contraction of the Jeeva, contraction of the energy. Excuse me, how can I say this? It is not the atma-tattva that is contracted; it is the experience of the atma-tattva in the form of the jiva that is going through contraction, and that is what that that is what Shaiva Tantra is teaching. It is saying that there is this contraction. Now, another way to put this in Vachanamrutha terminology would be the jivnu anvay Swarup. So that is just one; that is a Vedantic term actually, but that is where they are connected. So the Anvay is the is where the jiva is revolving through lifetime after lifetime, lifetime after lifetime. And then when it gets a human body, it through the human body, if it doesn't have the wisdom of how to use the human body, it will either be remain as a human being because there's evolved abilities. That is why education in life is important, study is important, being an eternal student, always being humble always trying to gain more wisdom never thinking one has realized everything the great sages that are present today even in the swaminarayan sampradaya other sampradayas they who are really evolved who have actually earned that highest realization they are always maintaining the feeling that they are just a small particle of dust at the feet of god and they are it's called in gujarati Nu das Nudas. It means that they have humility See, the greater one evolves, the humbler one becomes. See, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he mentioned it beautifully. Trunadapi sunichena, tarorapi sahishtuna, amanina manadena kirtaniya sadaharihi. With these qualities of tremendous humility, great tolerance for the craziness of the world, because that's what it is. You know, tan bharata Very clear in the Bhagavad Gita. Matras konteya things are coming and going, be tolerant, be be very steady. Steadiness means steadiness of what? Steadiness of this chit-shakti, this great power that is the kundalini, that is the goddess living inside all of us. That is the great power residing. Stabilize that power. And that stabilization in its real sense is... Shiva Bhattakara means that the cause and the effect are one. The cause is that which effects. And you recognize the effect and you come back to the cause and you stabilize. Now if you go further in this, for when the chitti emerges, meaning when the power emerges within us of this type, the world awakens and becomes existence. See, this point is written in Vajana also. He said that Bhagawan Purushottam that is residing in the Akshar enters into the Virat Purush. This is a metaphysical phenomena. And that Virat Narayan becomes active. That is that act- activation is the power of God that we can see everywhere in the universe. And the Jivas are given. All Ananta Jiva are able to experience the Sansar. See, for when the chitti emerges, the world awakens and becomes existent. And then, of course, in the reverse process, the four pralayas that are discussed in again, for for when the chitti emerges, the world awakens and becomes existence. And then what happens? Falling asleep when the chitti's emergence is reversed. It is a reversal. It's called the, the Nitte Pralay, Naimitik Pralay, Prakrut Pralay, Atentika Pralay. These four pralays are are shown. Pralay means dissolution, so it is a reverse, reversal. There is a an expansion, and then there is a reversal back into the original state. So now, if we go further, the other, however, I'm just uh, uh, quoting the translation from the very first verse. Let me see, I believe that's right, it is the Sutra one and then there's some some additional verses here. And again, this is from the Pratyabhignarudayam, the secret of recognition. So now, let's take a look at this here. The other, however, that starts with Maya and Prakriti and is distinct from the light of Chitta is nowhere a cause. Now, what is that supposed to mean? So, when we forget the chitti, when we forget the light, it is darkness. It is it is shunya avastha. It is, it is non-experience. See, but in the state of emergent, in the state of emerging, the luminous chitti alone is indeed the cause, since light is its only essence. It is divya prakasha. Its essence, the akshara brahma, is divine light the nirakar formless aspect of akshara brahma as per garada pratham number 21 is divya prakash is is infinite light but is a non physical non material light and if from that light comes this universe the mool prakriti mahamaya the energy within mahamaya is is inside that nirakar light so that light is divine it's not any um, physical light nat tad bhasayate suryo na shashankon pavakah yat gatva nivartante taddham paramam once uh, once the jivatma evolves into the akshara Brahma state through guru krupa satsang etc then then, what happens over there is a further development. It's, it's actually based on one's sadhana and one's nishta and belief. If the belief is that there is God, Bhagwan is there, then God gives a divine body called, an, called a, called a Brahma Vesh. <coughs> it is called a Brahma Vesh <coughs> It is a body. That the Jivatma in the liberated state assumes by the grace of God so one so it can see God. Many in the non-dualistic side would deny such a thing. But nonetheless, I'll put it here. Whatever may be happening, main thing is to realize yourself and you will see yourself. There's not a matter of debate. But interestingly enough, <coughs> excuse me, interestingly enough. Our life, if we want our light to be filled with the luminous chitti, the luminous chit-shakti, we can have that. But we must know how to awaken that, to that state. So the awakening to that state is by following the principles of energy conservation, transmutation, and under all circumstances to be aware of the drainage, leakage, and the misuse, abuse of energy. That is the most practical and direct barometer. At any given point throughout the day, where is energy going? What, how is time being utilized? These are very two big questions. We don't many times realize that time is that which is the most precious phenomena. There's a limited amount of it, and once it's gone, it's gone. It's not going to come back. What is the best use of time? You know, We think of money. What is the best use of money? We should think about that. The best use of money, that is the vitamin M idea. Use it as a vitamin M. Use it in a limited way to energize your whole life. Then you're not running after money. Even if you're very well off or if you're just an ordinary person financially, it's, it's all the same because you're not running after after the experiences of the prakriti. You are allowing the in cherishing whatever experience is available to you based on your abilities, based on your status, based on where you are. Because it's obviously true, someone who has... Quite a bit of wealth can experience more of the experiences of Prakriti. Those who have limited wealth will have limited experiences of Prakriti. But whatever the experience is in any situation, one can tap into the immer- the luminous Chitti. One can ta- tap into the luminous the luminous Shakti that is present within us. That every human being has that purview. Only that direction has to be set that realization has to occur, and if that realization doesn't is not there, then the poor person is inwardly poor, and the wealthy person is inwardly poor and If that realization is there, the poor person or the wealthy person or and everybody in between in every way is wealthy spiritually and and in that in that, there is natural joy that is unending, that is everlasting. Because there is realization that the experience of the Prakriti, as we have just stated, it is a contraction and expansion. It is a creation and a reabsorption. The reabsorption are the pralayas. And then there are divine beings throughout those pralayas. That is written by Christopher Wallace in his translation beautifully, in the Recognition Sutras, in his beautiful book called the Recognition Sutras. And I will go into some of that, I'll make some references there. He has talked about so many different liberated states and liberated souls. This idea is also mentioned in Gopalan Swamini Vato. It's called Muktana Bhed. They're different, liberated souls, but they're different from each other. There are different stages of evolution. So, these extraordinary ideas are present, and along those lines, we will continue next time. And um, every day, we will try to open another aspect. Of this interconnected understanding of what is the Atma, what is the Brahman, what is the Jeeva, and the the Atma and the Jiva, I'm sorry, the Atma and the Brahman are one, this notion, and then what is Paramatma, Parabrahma, what that is all about, we will get to that uh, in this series a little bit later on, and then the role of the Guru also. All right, so thank you.